are ready to start. Good morning, angels. Wake up! Wait. Morning, gentlemen. Nice day for a heist, see? Yeah. Good morning, Americans. Let's see one in the morning. Good morning. Okay, okay, let's get this show on the road. Get fired up! Cook down, tough guy. Are we ready? Let's freaking go, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin. C1 in the morning, your midweek disc golf pod radio show. Yes, sir. I am your host, Luke, and with me is... Derek D. Bible. You already know what it is, bud. Hey, before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcast. Whatever it is, leave a comment. Be on the lookout for our YouTube. We got some cool things going, ready to go up on there. Some awesome vlog stuff going on, for sure. Uh, While we're at it, uh, we have this new thing called SpeakPipe don't know what that is it's a way for you to communicate with the show leave us a comment ask us a question argue with us about anything you want because everything is appreciated and if you want to get to that speak pipe well the best way to do that is go to our socials follow the link see at c1 in the morning on twitter and instagram and facebook.com slash c1 in the morning now we have some awesome things planned for the show today yes sir discuss the all-stars uh other disc golf news. But first, this just in. But first. This just in. The seat one in the morning studios. Ganon uh, Burr leaves He's Prodigy. gone from Prodigy. Which is interesting because I sent you a post earlier on January 11th. He posts his picture on Team Prodigy, meaning his deal was done. He was locked down for the season, and then someone came and scooped him up. And who was that? Nobody knows. We can only speculate. At the time of this recording, we can only speculate. This is true, but the one thing I will definitely say is that um, Mr. Leaky Leaker himself has not has not necessarily made a wrong prediction, a prediction this far this season. So, I kind of, I made the comment earlier that he posted a while back, maybe a month or so ago, a little over a month or so ago, shout out Drew Gibson, and kind of said, wow, you know, all the predictions or so as far as moves in the offseason were coming true. He, you know, was obviously at this point one of the the first people to mention the Simon Lazat leak publicly right, right. on social media, but also like low-key subtly threw in a tweet like a month ago saying, yeah, it was something to the effect to like uh, the 2023 season is going to be exciting because you got AB on Discraft, and I think si- I think he mentioned Simon on MVP, Simon and then he's like MVP, Gannon on Discmania, Gannon to Discmania, and everybody's like, "What?" Question mark? Question mark? And but like I said, Prodigy had already announced him on the team, yeah. and then Gannon already announced himself. So we're like, "That's weird. Maybe it's a typo," but. Not was it? looking so now. I mean, was it? If we're talking about like 
the direction that Discmania is trying to move, it seems like, is they're really trying to lean on those young guns. Like, you know, Oh, it would, it would totally Eagle, make sense. Kyle Klein, uh, Gavin Babcock, they they hooked up in the offseason. So um, some familiarity there if Gannon decided to move that direction. Right. So Well, if you think about it, you got, like you said, Eagle, Kyle, and Gannon. All, I mean, Eagle's been around forever, but he's still young. He's sub-25. Yep. So if you think about it, those are the crush boys. And Simon was a crush man and a man crush. Now he's a dry bro. Now, yeah, now he's a dry bro. But uh, uh, that's super interesting. I'm excited. To, I'm guessing it's probably Dismania. That's my prediction, just because it makes sense. They need to fill a void with a, another star player. Might as well get the guy who just won USDGC, and they have a bunch of money after having Simon's contract bought out. That is 100% accurate, and we already know that Discmania has done a pretty solid job when it comes to like any signature series type disc. They they know how to push them out oh, there. Yeah. And they know how to do it in quantity, and they they do a great job of any signature series, whether it was Simon's Eagles, Kyle Klein's Midnight Prowl, all that kind of stuff. So, what I also find interesting is at the time of this recording, the All Stars is only four days away, yes, sir. In which Gannon is going to be there. Now, do you think it, it would kind of suck if he comes out with the announcement tomorrow morning? And then all this is a mute point by the time the show comes out. But I think it'd be cool. Just has like a jacket on nondescript, nothing on the back. Right. And then the first time he's on camera throwing on like whole one fucking rips off the jacket. He's got team whatever on his back. And that's how he makes his announcement. That like, dude, like, like you said, maybe he pulls like you mentioned it earlier, maybe he pulls like a signature series, newly approved MD five out of his, yeah, his unmarked just got, bag. Yeah. <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be insane, sick. bro. That'd be such a clutch move. I think in power move by disc mania, like absolutely w- waiting until the, the Simon dust has settled so much, that right. It's going to still make as big of a splash. I, I, I don't see it making as big of a splash in sales overall, no. but like I said, Simon did a great job. Of it'll that. make a splash on the leaderboard. Yeah. And that's where you want your discs is on the leaderboard because, uh, I believe it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, we were talking about Gannon and his average finish, how he, he didn't get out of the top 10 all year yeah. last season. His he, average he, was fifth. He clutched. Yeah. It, the, the biggest thing I think that stood him apart from the previous year was just the poise. Like you could Absolutely. tell that he, he had been in those, those high pressure situations before. Right. And he went through an entire off season of really trying to key in on that. Just like, like you said, that, that zeroed in mentality that. Mm-hmm. I think another interesting thing is prodigy hasn't been known for the most consistent plastic. Mm -mm. And so Gannon's made his name using non-consistent plastic. I'm really excited what he can do moving to a manufacturer that actually has consistency, what that's going to be like for his game. Because his game's already top-notch. Could it be where he has the season where he goes four or five Elite Series wins, like a Ricky or a Simon last year? could that's, be pretty electric that's very possible the one thing i'll say is like the Dismania's is dropping like official release of like full s line plastic mm-hmm. so like pd fd right you know all, all of them you know in the s line so that would be in comparison 
like game changing, I think for right. somebody like Gannon, like you mentioned, to get their hands on consistent molds that have been around for a really long time. Yep. They stand like with respect in the community when it comes to a good majority of the Discmania, OG Discmania molds. Yeah, because I know they're, uh, you talk with any Prodigy guy, like they're like, oh, what's the most sought after run of D1? Why do you need a sought after run? Why can't they all be the same? Yep. You know, like, and I, I know that you're not going to have the exact same with within runs with any company. Like, I mean, you've, I could grab two undertakers from Discraft that are not going to fly the same yeah, for absolutely. whatever reason, but having more consistency, it's like, okay, this one's a slightly more understable, but it's still an undertaker yep. is what, you know, and you just didn't, I mean, you watch Kevin Jones and he throws damn near 90 degrees because he has a disc so flippy that he needs it to flip up and ride because he can't get something overstable enough. Yeah. I think that's why he kind of started designing his own plastic, yeah. to be honest. He was kind of like, hey, I For need sure. a bunch of overstable stuff. <laughs> and that's another thing that might have swayed the decision. Like, obviously, they had, I'm going to venture to say that whoever got him probably bought out his contract because he was already he had on, one year left he, yeah and he was already announced for the season yeah what I'm thinking is Gannon I know he's young but when your star player quote unquote of a team who was Kevin Jones mm -hmm. doesn't have as consistent season as the young gun yet gets to design his own plastic and is probably making a pretty penny, you start to think, why not me? Yeah, and he, I think he would immediately, like you, I, I personally think if he, whatever team he signs with, he's immediately coming out with like some type of signature series. Oh, absolutely, 100%. yeah, for sure. And I know he's been prodigy since the day he started playing disc golf. I mean, his favorite player and probably his mentor was Will Shustrick. So he was a prodigy guy, but sometimes business is business and if you're if if i was 18 and someone was offering a massive paycheck to go play disc golf yes Straight you know out of high school absolutely fresh out the minivan i'd do that all day immediately i do mean, that right now i don't even, even need a big paycheck yeah even in interviews like previously for the last year or two like he's mentioned like I just, I'm ready to get done with school. Yeah, like, I'm I ready to get done now, with yeah. school so I can fully focus on my career. And, and, and now that he's fully graduated, whatever team, whatever manufacturer is signing that guy is going to be clutch at least for the next five to 10, bro. For sure. So <laughs> I'm really hoping that the announcement comes at the All-Star only because I don't want you listeners to be listening to this, but like, we already know and you don't because it's not live but uh this is true you know we'll see what happens we'll see what how it goes i'm here's another thing so here in a bit we're gonna we're gonna break down the all-star draft right and the event itself right yep getting into some deets now how long has ganon been throwing his new plastic that was actually something i was really curious about like because even some of his social media posts uh, a week or so ago, I was still seeing Prodigy right in his hands. So it could be very well like a Simon situation where like he's not had the chance to go out and throw any of the new plastic because it would just draw so much attention so fast. But at the same time, yeah. he the where he lives is not necessarily like one of the yeah because he's from uh, Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. It's not great, but it's probably better than here. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But I, the one thing I'll say is, is like, it, depending on the group of people he surrounds himself with, like, you know, he could be, have been throwing that plastic right. for at least the last couple of weeks, trying to get acclimated to it before all-star weekend. But I, I'm really excited to, to just see how it's all going to play out. Cause we're going to have just like a couple people really yeah. throwing new plastic at all-star weekend, which it, it save save the deets for when we get dive full into the the all-star weekend details for sure because right. i have some some question marks about a few people um and you know really excited to kind of disclose how our fantasy draft unfolded well yeah you want to get into it send it bud send it bud hey now you're an all-star get your game on go play all-star weekend baby obligatory smash mouth because all-star and i'm in my 30s so that makes sense Anyways, so yes, this weekend is the All-Star event, DGPT All-Star event, uh, but we had the draft go down over this past weekend. Yep. Did you tune in for it? I did not get a chance to I didn't get a chance it. to I either. watched it after the fact, uh-huh. um, so I did like see how the picks played out and right. such, um, and tell you what, man, if we could have been standing there on the podium, I think that... Uh, we, as human beings, couldn't have been <laughs> as close as we were, um, minus the one pick we both had off. Well, let's 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 talk about that for a second. So, let's break down the team. So we got Team Ricky. Yes. Which is obviously Ricky Wysocki. Yep. Gannon Burr. Yep. Simon Lazat. Yep. Yep. Kyle Klein. Yep. James Conrad and Matt Oram. Hashtag Ruth Chris. We got Team Paul. Obviously, Paul Macbeth, Calvin Heinberg, Chris Dickerson, Isaac Robinson, Kevin Jones, and the man of the hour, everyone loves him, Joel Freeman. Yeah, buddy. Now, if you were listening last week, we did a mock draft. And if you were keeping tabs, we we were going to do whoever was closest to the actual teams had a putt with putters that are unknown to us and probably putters we don't like at our next putting league which will be filmed and put on youtube soon now we are awesome at our jobs and we're experts not only because we have microphones in front of our faces we were only one pick off each one pick shy first pick meaning we tied so now we are both going to be using Putters that are known putters, not necessarily what we want. So who knows, man? I may like, I may switch it up on you, and I may like get something that I think that I've like fully recommend for you based off of how I think you've been putting, and then you're like, oh my god, this is like the best putter I've ever thrown. I'd love that. You're getting a blowfly. (laughs) Whatever, dude. I'm gonna send it. Uh, Anyways, so uh, with that, we also had the FPO teams. Yeah, I do have that pulled up as well. You want to break that down? So for FBO, um, we have Katrina Allen and Owen Scoggins as our um, um, captains. Uh, So for Katrina Allen's team, um, we got Evelina Sullinan. Is it uh, Alexis? Yep, Alexis Mondahano. Alexis Mondahano. Sarah Hokum. Helena Bloomrose. Anna. Henna Bloomrose. Thank you. I completely murdered that. Please uh, don't at me. Um, and Jennifer Allen. We, for Own Scogan's team, we got Maria Oliva, Missy Gannon, 
Missy Gannon, uh, Holland Hanley, um, Ella Hansen, and Kat Merch. So, you guys don't know how the all-star event is breaking down. Other than me sticking the microphone in my throat. <laughs> You're fine. So, it's three stations, putting accuracy and distance. And now... I, I don't fully know. So the DGPT breakdown kind of contradicted itself because it had like the, uh, so for putting, it had the stations and it said one point and there's five stations, but then they said that a total of three points or something like that is to be had. But if you aced everyone, you should be able to get five points and it didn't make sense. So we'll have to see how they actually do the points breakdown. Yeah, I'm interested about that. Uh, Starting first, which is, I believe they do these on Friday, doubles on Saturday, and then singles on Sunday. Correct. That is accurate. And they'll be starting with putting. Their five stations is a 20-footer, a 25-footer, an obstructed 25-footer where they have to straddle or take a knee or however they choose to do it, a 33-footer, which is circle's edge, uh, a 45-footer, and then a bonus 66-footer. And so basically two C1s. Yes. Yeah, which I think is actually edge of C2. Accurate. Yeah. So let's break it down. Uh, starting with FPO, it's going to be Katrina Allen and Alexis Mondujano versus Owen Scoggins and Missy Gannon. Ooh. What do you think? I, the one thing I'll say is that Owen last year, like, I think she even surprised herself with some of the putts oh, that she had. She's a putting but monster, though. She, like, some of the putts she made last year, she just, like, would look even dead in the camera and be like, I can't believe I just made that. You know what I like about Owen is, like, her putt isn't refined. No. It comes out with a bunch of flutter, but it works for her, and accurate. it just goes in every time. Accurate, accurate, accurate. If we're going we're gonna to do a little, uh, I don't know, little fantasy see who we think is going to come out on top and based on our expert answers i mean we did so well last week yeah we're gonna make a prediction whose team wins in each category at least in these we'll have to we'll have to uh i don't know what the teams are for doubles oh, they don't true. they don't I mean, announce I don't, that no i think that'll get like announced as the weekend goes okay. on so at least with the uh the skills competition will kind of who's going to come out on top and then we can make predictions from there. How's that sure. sound? Throw some singles predictions in there. So who do you think is going to come out on top between Katrina Allen and Alexis Monahano versus Owen Scoggins and Missy Gannon? I think Owen and Missy it's Gannon are going to gotta be. So I, I think the even the stat percentage probably says that. Absolutely. And so I know Katrina has cleaned up her putt some, but it used to be, pretty atrocious can we just say that she would miss five footers with the bag on kind of thing have not paid that close of attention to to make such a bold claim but i will uh i'll, I'll make that I'll claim that it'll be you, accurate I'll like leave that to you she's definitely gotten better but i would say even two years ago three years ago it was it was not good uh i've never seen alexis mandujano putt i don't know what her stats are I don't know where she she's was good a from. Sub, wasn't she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, based on that, I I can't in my you know good graces say that provide an expert opinion. Yeah. 
However, I know Owen Scoggins can putt from anywhere. And Missy is no slouch. Oh. So I think in that category that, yes, Owen and Missy come out on top. All right. All right. Now, an MPO. This is where it gets interesting. Because we have Ricky Wysocki and Gannon Burr versus Isaac Robinson, who just bangs putts as well, and Chris Dickerson. The Chris Dickerson pick surprises me slightly because... I would I would pick Chris for accuracy. That's what I was saying. He's like a skill shot champion. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually won championships in skill shots before. Right. So like th- that one surprises me to put Chris Dickerson, but that that happened last year, I think. Yeah, I don't remember who was. Well, that happened last year. I just vaguely remember Calvin Heimberg making some like really ridiculous comment at the All Star event. I think I seen that. When yeah. Eagle McMahon was like Chris Dickerson putting. Or he maybe even put him as distance, but it was not in accuracy. I I do think, so as far as anybody's pre-putt routine, I do think Chris Dickerson has the most consistent pre-putt routine, and which has made him, I think, think switching to Discraft kind of messed it up because he was still trying to find a putter that was used to what he had on Prodigy. Yep. But I think he's found it. I mean, he did win Champions Cup last year. He's no slouch. Let's, no, he, he still won a major. Yeah, absolutely. No, like I, the one thing that I will say, though, is like Gannon has the best snap with a putter probably oh, that I've insane. ever seen. Yeah, that I've ever seen. So that, that and Ricky, those daggers, man, those daggers yeah. be hitting. So like I, I'm if, if I had to pick if I'm going straight into my prediction, I think Gannon and Ricky are taking that. But then we're we're completely forgetting about Isaac Robinson. I I but in my opinion, Gannon is better than Isaac Robinson at putting. Yeah, I can see that too. And Ricky is better than Chris Dickerson with new discraft putters at putting. Because the I, one I, thing I'll give Ricky I is Ricky's putting with something Dickerson. that he's used to putting with, like pre-going to a Nova. Yeah. He was with the daggers. That was what he was with when he was with Lat 64. So he's been just an entire season, two off seasons at this point of putting with those daggers over and over and over. Right, again. yeah. So I'm picking I'm picking Ricky Wysocki and Gannon Burr for putting for sure. And that's right. not just because I like Ricky Wysocki. It's a little bit. I don't, think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so because what, what's, I mean, not to kind of take us off track, but take us into the event that Paul is in. I'll, I will when we get there. Uh, it's actually next. Okay, so. perfect, perfect. So I, I actually agree with you. I'm just kind of giving you a little bit of a hard, little bit of a hard time. It is going to be Gannon and Ricky. They're just too consistent and from anywhere. They they have that kind of style where it's like they're going to hit it. Uh, next is accuracy, which is also five stations. They have a Mando right, a Mando left, double Mando, both right and left, uh, a Mando low and a Mando high. Mando stands for mandatory, if anybody is aware. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, in FPO, we have Evelina Salonen and Sarah Hokum versus Holland Handley and Cat Merch. I just realized when I was typing this, my autocorrect went wild. I have Holland Handler and K Mersh. Oh, boy. Yeah, insane. Anyways. Good catch, though. Yeah. 
Uh, accuracy. I haven't. So Holland Hanley just switched to Discraft this year. Yep. We don't know how she's coming out. The only thing that I've been able to even remotely see is kind of just some like the announcement video. Yeah. You kind of see her tossing a little bit, but and I and a little also, bit on her Instagram, but I yeah, so still not enough. When they were doing the, like the the test flight Venom shoot or whatever, um, they were throwing some of the the Venoms, and I was watching her throw those. And um, I did watch her on a a video on Paul's channel with Hannah. Okay. And her, I mean, she has a cannon of a forehand. And she was hitting that pretty well. Caught that albatross last year. There. Uh, but Evelina, so the only thing that's kept Evelina from being in the top spot all year was her putting. Yeah. She is the best thrower of the disc on FPO. She just can't hit a putt within the circle, and that's what's been killing her. That'll do it. And then you got Sarah Hokum. I know she's been working on a backhand. But she's primarily a forehand player. Yes, that's true. Which is going to really suck for some of those mandos. It depends, though. I guess, like, it depends on... Because I'm not going to ever hate on a primary forehand player since the emergence of Chandler Kramer last year. That's fair. So, like, because he could put that disc pretty much anywhere a backhand player could put that disc. Right, but with a mando left, a mando right... Just understable plastic, yeah. bro. I think we'll see, but we do need to make a decision. You've seen me throw that that sole forehand. There, I'm actually going Evelina and Sarah for the accuracy, only because of Evelina. And if Sarah Holcomb does do a good job, it's because she's been throwing primarily forehand for so long that I think she knows how to manipulate that disc to do what she wants. I'm actually probably first pick gonna not agree with you. Really? Okay. Cat Merch, I really enjoyed watching her play last year, mm-hmm. and she is one of the most accurate FBO throwers. That X Cal that she throws mm-hmm. is insane. Is insane. She okay. can put that thing on so many different lines, so many different angles. Um, and the thing is, is I firmly believe that holland hanley throwing discraft and you're going to hear me say this listening is going to improve her accuracy i say that because i have thrown plenty of discraft yeah and i firmly do believe that there is a huge difference in consistency of plastic between trilogy plastic and discraft plastic Since 1978 and we but you know that i always <laughs> agreed with you on that so i think that Holland Hanley getting a very similar to what we talked about, getting a more consistent plastic Mm. in her hands and maybe even like an actually like more consistent variety of plastic in her hands is going to benefit, especially when it comes to, you know, throwing more albatrosses this next year. Now I might be naive to this. Does Evelina have a forehand? Yes. She has a forehand approach. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost certain I watched her do that a couple different times last year. I'm not sure if she has one off the tee though. I don't, I'm not, I do not believe I've seen her throw, but that's also based on the fact that last year was kind of my first full year completely in coverage. So, um, Um, you want to go, uh, Holland and cat merch. That's my pick. I'm not sure if, man, Let me think about this because 
Honestly, what's bothering me about it is cat merch. I haven't seen her play. So I'd be taking your word for it and not any kind of deduction for myself. The one thing that immediately comes to I've mind. I've seen her play a little bit, but not well, enough. Well, the one thing that immediately comes to mind is, was it her and Barsby? They did like the doubles. I'm sure, maybe. They went off, bro. They went off. She was firing cannons down the fairway, getting it right inside C1, and you already know what Greg Barsby was doing with that dad putt all day right, long. Right, yeah. So ever since I watched her and Greg Barsby play that doubles match, she, she can sling the plastic as accurate as a good majority of these women on the roster. I'm not hating on anyone on this because they're all better than me. Right. <laughs> but I just think that the young guns are going to take the accuracy category. If you were to give a percentage over Evelina and Sarah. Oh, it's marginable, bro. Is it? It's like, it's maybe like I'd give Cat Merch and Holland Hanley like 58% chance. Of really? Okay. Like super marginable. And that partially is, again, in my perspective, I'm not, have not watched enough right. FBO coverage to determine like if Cat Merch is better than Evelina or. You know, if Holland Hanley throwing Discraft is going to be better than a, a primary forehand throwing Sarah Hokum. Should we break it down to Rochambeau? Rock, paper, scissors? Send it on, on go. Yeah. Rock, so, paper, scissors, shoot. Yes, let's do it. Gotcha. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. All right, we're going Evelina and Sarah Hokum. <laughs> and the rich get richer. In MPO, this one's also interesting. So this one is the team of James Conrad and Matt Oram. Versus Paul Macbeth and Joel Freeman. This one's hard. I got to I, I got to say that this one is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Is it hard because you know the right answer and it breaks your heart, or I would well, Paul was number one on distance to accuracy according to Statmando. So I know his accuracy is there. I'm not questioning the Paul side of that that tandem there, sir. His team worries me because of Joel Freeman. Correct. That's my perspective of it. I think what worries me about James Conrad's team is James Conrad. Now hear me out. Hear me out. James Conrad won worlds. Right. And USDGC. He he won USDGC with Innova. He won Worlds with MVP. This is where I'm getting at. What did he do last year? Didn't have a hot... I did not have a hot season last year. I think maybe he caught lead card... A few... Maybe a few times. times. Now, was that because of his throwing? Or was that because of his putting? Because that's going to sway my decision here. Because if it was because of his throwing, then I would be more towards Paul McBeth and Joel Freeman because Joel Freeman was creeping up on, you know, podium position a lot last year. I would say, at least from my perspective of what I saw last season, a lot of James Conrad's downfall, I guess if you'd like to call it that, was um, C2 putting. C2 putting? Yeah. It was, so he it, was getting it to C2. Yeah, he was getting it. Like, he can sling that disc, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, he, like, 
the one thing I'll always give James Conrad is he made me have some sort of hope that I could play disc golf at a competitive level and not learn to throw forehand because I mean that he's he, my excuse why I don't learn one <laughs> because, because he can put it where it needs to go right. even backhand but his c2 putting and I think that also kind of led into like the small trend last season that everybody was seeing with like the angry James Conrad videos where those he was just hilarious like though kicking small twigs on the ground yeah. or something just but all of those videos if you look he's putting from just outside C1 and he's catching low or he's catching high and that's the miss. So that's what I saw a lot last season. Right. Um, because it, in every disc golf video or something that I've seen reference James Conrad, even pros will say that James Conrad is a sleeper juice Newton. Like he can sling that disc right. super far. So I, I would I would give it to the James Conrad and um Here, just just for a little bit of maybe a little bit of maybe I got the 2022 DGPT standings okay obviously Paul finished second let's see where Joel Freeman seventh okay now Matty O finished eighth right behind Joel Freeman. James Conrad was 12th. Let's see if I can pull up his stats. So fairway hits, he was 74%. Parked, he was only 11% last year. He was only 40% circle one in regulation. He was 64% circle two. So he wasn't getting it to circle one as much as he was getting it to circle two. His circle two putts, 25%, but his circle one putts were 85%. Now, if we're going for accuracy, my guess is they're going to do a closest to circle one or a point system where it's a certain amount of points in circle two, a certain amount of points in circle one, and then a bullseye hit. If I was to go James Conrad's team when he only has a 40% circle one in regulation... I don't know if that'd be a good pick. What is Joel Freeman's? I will pull that up as soon as this loads technology. All right, Joel Freeman. Okay. Here's here. Oh, that's a, this is interesting. This might put a monkey wrench in my my thinking now. Uh, park percentage. Only 10%. Circle one in regulation, 39. So 1% difference from James Conrad. The difference is he made more of his circle two putts. He was 63% in circle two putts and made more of them and made more circle one putts. And that's what put him up in the standings higher. So here's my question then. Granted, like we both said, it's not the other two people that are the issue with our decision right but they may be the deciding factor looking at their particular percentages in those accuracy areas so are we looking between paul and matt orham yep okay so i got mattio pulled up right now which this is interesting too 39 percent circle one in regulation this exact same as joel freeman, as joel freeman. now that's 40 percent and 39 percent between uh, Conrad and Orem, and that's that team. 
He's 61% in circle two. So it's, it's comparable. He was making 87% of his C1 putts and 33% of his circle two putts. He's a putter's putter. bro. So that, that, that Maddie openness, bro. Let's, let's pull up Paul. I mean, Paul's, I think going to be like noticeably higher in accuracy. I I agree, but it, it might be the, it, we might be surprised. So yeah, circle one in regulation, 41%. So like 2% difference. 2% bro. more. 66% in circle two, which was fifth in the, the standings. He was 90% circle one putts. And that's that's what you need to win, folks. 31% circle two. This all of a sudden doesn't make it easy. No, it makes it harder. Yeah. Uh... I would say Paul did just say that his his drives feel better than ever on an Instagram post not even three days ago. His forehand, he mentioned his forehand feeling like the best it's been ever too. Yeah. So if I was to pick and not just because I'm a fan, but from the numbers, it would yeah, have to be yeah, Paul yeah, McBeth yeah, and Joel yeah, Freeman. Yeah. And right. you can't deny that. I will, because I'm a purely analytic individual, I will digress and move onward past the pick. <laughs> you hate it, but you got to love it. Uh, moving on, we got the distance. This is more subjective because we don't have stats on distance. FPO, we got Hannah Blumros and Jen Allen versus... Ella Hansen and Maria Oliva. Distance champion, bro. To to me, this is easy. Yep. Hannah and Jennifer Allen. You're mildly joking. I am not joking at all. You're talking about the Ella Hansen, like United States distance champion. So what they do is they take their best drive and add them together. Yeah. I don't... Th- I think Ella Hansen's going to smash one, but I don't think Maria Oliva could throw far enough to beat the combined score of Henna and Jen Allen. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Because when you think of distance FPO players, Maria Oliva doesn't come to mind. But she also is kind of like finding a like a re- reemergence on the scene, you know. That's fair, and because like, she was she also kinda, has new discs. She's throwing thought space this year and and, and infinite. Yeah, so she could pretty much be throwing anything out there, and she could surprise me. She comes out with like a fission octane, bro, like an MVP <laughs> fission would, octane, and just slings that thing she, like six hundred feet. She could, but Jennifer Allen is a world distance holder, and Hannah. Let me actually. And see, we kind of we kind of had a sidebar conversation about this that I, she, Jen Allen did just murder Maria Oliva at Shelly Sharp. Correct, but what I'm saying is, is this is a distance competition. My concern is that she's not going to be throwing distance at a hundred percent because of the shoulder. I, I can Cause understand like, that because like cool you can go out any given day and play 70 to 80 percent power right and still completely obliterate other people if you are on your game at 70 to 80 percent power simon did it four times last season yeah absolutely so i'm just not convinced that like we're going to be seeing 
a hundred percent Jen Allen wrecking the disc because of the shoulder situation last year she especially because it's all-star weekend like it doesn't count towards points she's not going to be going out there with like nothing to lose being like send it and risk wrecking the shoulder going into the actual competitive season what just a week later so are we are we pitting up are we making our decision based on jen allen versus maria oliva in a distance competition I wouldn't base it off of that at all because there's just so many different things at play. There's there's a new bag for Mia, Maria Oliva, mm-hmm. which we she could be throwing anything. Like, yeah, I understand that. And but she with that she could also not be throwing the disc that you think she's going to be throwing for a distant shot. That's true. But I also am firmly convinced that Jen Allen is not going to go into a disc golf all-star weekend and risk re-injuring herself throwing a hundred percent in a distance competition whereas maria oliva is completely healthy and could go in there really trying to throw a hundred percent like you said and surprise everybody i'll do this okay since you begrudgingly picked paul mcbeth's team and you lost the rock paper scissors I will concede this, even though I still think that Hannah and Jennifer Allen are going to come out on top. But for the official pick for C1 in the morning, will be Ella Hansen and Maria Oliva. Thank you. Thank you. I, I firmly am standing by the fact that Ella Hansen is the United States Disc Golf Champion. And for all we know, and like you said, it's it's the same thing as when you go out to play around like these, these ladies may go out there thinking that they're going to be bombing these things and all three of their throws could be hot garbage. What, what was swaying me was watching the Shelly Sharp course and know that they extended it and that Jennifer Allen beat Maria Oliva by 23 strokes because she had the distance was that based off of distance or was that based off of just playing I, well? I don't know. Maria Oliva also new bag. She, she did not come like anywhere compared to her rating. That's the thing to me. And that's one of the reasons why I love disc golf is like it. You don't have to be the person throwing the furthest disc to go out there and win by 23 strokes. That's you fair. have to be the person throwing the disc in the right spot every single time. I, and, either way, our, our, our pick stands at Ella Hansen and Maria Oliva. I just wish we could fuse some of these teams I, together. I just hate it. And I didn't get to pick, you know, I didn't pick. The captains picked, so. That's fair. See how it goes. That's fair. We didn't do MPO picks either, so we can't be, like, too, too right. picky. We right. didn't do, like, a fantasy FPO draft. Yeah, we, so. well, we, we didn't know. They, they yeah, announced the, the stand-ins. I heard on a podcast, and then I'm like, where do you find that? And still couldn't find it. Yeah. So. Alexis and I can't remember uh, Avelina Sullivan. I think were the two replacements. If you sent me, I believe. Yes, because uh, uh, obviously Kristen was out, and Valerie Bonduhana were out, and then Paige Pierce was also. Paige Pierce just I, I, didn't go. She for just some didn't reason. want to go. I, no idea why. Anyways, moving on. Onward. M- Hashtag the Ovan. <laughs> MPO. This is interesting too. Diamond Lazat and Kyle Klein, two crush boys of yester month, 
versus Calvin Heinberg, who puts a move on a disc. He blasts that thing, dude. And Kevin Jones. Also somebody who can blast a disc. Not to say that Kyle Klein is any kind of slouch. This one, I think, is going to be tough. Let's start with... Let's, let's start by making a case for Simon and Kyle. Simon is Simon. Vision plastic. I don't, yeah. And Simon's not one that I'm worried about his bag because he'll throw anything a mile. He for sure was throwing some of those gyros in like some of the early vlog videos, just like 70, 80% power, yeah. 600 650 feet with that he's also not going to be throwing max power like max power shots because he still can't this is true I, he chooses not to i'm not sure if it's he can't not that he chooses not to and i think like, that's a smart want. decision yeah i agree he's playing smarter not harder yeah which i i i think attributed to his wins is by playing smarter absolutely year. i mean you know he still broke out those simon lines every once in a every while every once in a like, while but yeah he developed that dad putt which i think came in mad clutch last year a couple times but, right um, and then we have kyle klein which i know he throws far i don't know just how far i don't think i've ever seen kyle klein throw 100 percent. i don't think i have either so he's he could be a sleeper here he could throw six easy and we just don't know it Let's go to, to the other team. Calvin, who we know can throw six easy. He can throw the color off of a... Of a yeah, absolutely. He's, he'll throw the stamp right off that thing. Yep, absolutely. Kevin Jones, who does throw far, but we don't always get to see it happen. He's a boot it for him. Yeah. He can boot it But I think him. you're going to throw it... Oh, you're going to throw back For him. sure. You're going to throw like a... Mm, Stable to mildly overstable max distance driver on like just the most high Anheuser line that right. you could possibly put it on, which we've seen him do multiple times in competition. Which I got to say is not Calvin Heinberg's style. No, he is more like the low, just let it hover laser beam eight shot. to 10 feet up off the ground and yep. just let it carry 500 feet. Laser beam. This one's hard. This one's hard. Is, I would concur with that. Is Simon going to throw out a 360? Because Simon has been known to do 360s. I, yes, right? It's hard. Because you want to, with Simon on a team, you want to go, oh, Simon has it. But if you, 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 you know you can't in this situation. I'm, I have pure confusion in my eyes. Um, Like this one might be just be a coin toss. I'm, go, I'm going daddy's out, bro. You know what? I kind of have to, too. I, and it's not even just because, like, you know, I, like I'm a super big Simon Lazai guy. Yes. But I firmly am convinced that there is something to the science behind gyroplastic. Yeah, I not think there like is, Not like a too. whole lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, it's not going 100 feet farther. Drew did but. that video recently where he was, like, you know, saying, like, a 14 speed, you know, a 14.5 speed is not a whole speed and a half different than a 13 speed boss right. you know like it's not that big of a difference but there firmly is something especially fission plastic super light still get you know relatively the same flight path out of your plastic 
I, I, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, he's going to be using advanced technology in his plastic maybe even breaking out that 360 and for all we know this may be kyle klein's emergence is like the next bazooka boy bro like he may right, come out yeah. here he was part of the crush boys mm -hmm. for a reason like he can't he i'm assuming he can throw pretty darn far you know yeah he puts a move but every time i see him throw far it's on a golf line that, I want to see him go full out and see what he can do. Like I had mentioned, like, was it last week or the week before? Like, I know Kyle Klein best for his finesse mid shots. Like, just being able to put a mid range yeah. on any line. And that and comes from it. Michigan Woods Golf, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but for all we know, he's going to go out here and he's going to just sling this thing a country mile. Yeah. I, I think, I know Kevin Jones throws far. And I know Calvin throws far. My thing is I feel that Simon could grab any disc. Sorry, excuse me. Any disc. Throw it a couple times and know what angle he has to put it on to get max distance out of it. Calvin, never really been known for those high, floaty, kind of Anheuser, full flex types of throws. However, he can still throw far. Yeah, my gut feels like it's Simon Lazat and Kyle Klein. I think Simon has something to prove. Yeah. One, I think he had, if anything, epiphany here. He looked dead into Ricky's eyes and said, put me in that distance competition so I can make sure AB shuts his mouth next time he's talking about people Ooh. when it comes to the same ballpark. Did he ballpark. say that? A when AB was asked, who do you think I, can throw as far as I heard as that you? interview, yeah. He named off like two or three people and, and Simon, Simon. Lazat was not on that list. Simon Lazat in a podcast interview like that same week mm -hmm. said, all right, cool. Well, me and AB need to have a distance competition then right. so I can show him that, you know, 30 on me does not mean I can't throw just as far, if not further than he can. And I could come almost imagine he's about to come out here and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to sling this thing as hard and as far as I possibly can, just so every single person out there never questions again how far I can throw it. Simon, don't hurt yourself. No, please don't hurt yourself. But I was watching the the 2017 um, GBO, um, and he, bro, it that version of Simon yeah. was out there throwing those boys like 700 feet like it was nothing. Like 100 feet plus further than oh, yeah. everybody else on that card. He was called the Wonder Boy for a reason. Just slanging it. All right, so let's recap at least the, the skills portion here. Cool. Uh, out of putting, we chose uh, Team Own. Team, team Own for FPO. For FPO. Uh, with putting, we chose Team Ricky. Sir, gain and burr. So that's one for Owen, one for Ricky. Let's let's, let's keep going here. Accuracy. We chose. Chose Evelina, right? Evelina and Sarah, over Holland Hanley and Cat Merch. We did on the the Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Yep. So that would be uh, Team Katrina. Okay, Team Katrina is going to take. So Owen has one. Katrina has one. And we chose Paul McBeth and Joe Freeman. So now that makes it one one all. So it really comes down to the distance competition on this, doesn't it? It really does. And I I think 
we are going to go with our gut. So team own takes the skills portion and team Ricky takes the skills portion for MPO. Now let's talk about based on the teams. And I don't know what the teams for doubles are going to be. Let's just speculate. If we were to pair some doubles up in these, in these teams who would have the stronger showing. So with team Katrina, you got Katrina Allen, Alexis, Evelina, Henna, Sarah Holcomb and Jennifer Allen. I do think that Evelina and Henna are going to be a team. It just kind of makes sense. They play together all the time. They're from Finland. Yep. They came over together. They good chemistry. Yeah. They, they travel together. Uh, if, if it, if I was making teams, I would think it would be, the Allens, Trina and Jennifer, Allen, and then Alexis and Sarah. Okay. Will it go that way? Who knows? No idea. For Team Own, this is where it gets interesting. I think it will be Holland and Missy because Missy throws Discraft. And if Holland has an issue, like, what should I throw here? Her teammate can be like, well, I'd recommend this. Yep. That would make the most sense to me. Almost a built-in caddy situation. Yeah. Owen will play with anybody. Owen's the most likable person on she the is face the most, of the planet. She is one of the most charismatic people, like, just in disc golf. What I do think would make the most sense for a doubles team would be Owen and Ella. That would be a fire team. Because Ella throws a mile, Owen doesn't. And Owen can putt. Owen can putt, and that's someone where Ella struggles. So yes, that would make sense. That's where she kind of dropped the ball a little bit last season. Leaving Cat Merch and Maria Oliva. Which makes sense because they travel together. Oh, do they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. So. Or they did. Out of those know, like teams, team changes and such, but. Right. Out of those teams, who do you think has like the stronger pairings in order to take down the doubles? I think, I think Ella and Owen is a hell of a team. I, I, I as well. I think. But I mean, two, two of the pairs have to be the opposite team in order to get a point. This, this is where it gets rough not knowing the pairings. I'm taking Owen's team, I think. That would be that would be my choice purely based off of like the like you said, the Holland Hanley comment. Mm-hmm. Like having a, a built in caddy almost to be like, Hey, I have this entire new bag and I'm not sure what I should throw here and to have somebody e- even remotely in the same ballpark as you that can yeah. be like, Hey, I would throw this disc on this particular angle and you know, I you know, have them have the confidence that they know what the disc is gonna do for you, that that in itself kind of gives an upper hand. So I think team own is gonna to take I agree the actually. doubles competition. I agree. All right, for the MPO and Ricky, we got Ricky, Gannon, Simon, Kyle, James Conrad, Matt Orham. Now I know people want to see Simon and James. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen either. If you want my honest opinion, I think one of two things is gonna happen. He's gonna be reunited with his crush boyfriend, um, Kyle Klein. He will be in the distance competition. Which is true. I think that they may pair them two up just because they know how each other play type of thing. Or I think Simon Lazat's going to get paired up with Matty O. I think that 
that tandem there of just like they both have such a unique approach and mindset to how like they it. look at shots mm-hmm. that Matty O and Simon Lazat as a pairing together would be one of the most dope duo teams that has ever existed. Right. And I think Ricky and James. I agree. I think that makes the most sense leaving Gannon and the Young Bucks, Gannon and Kyle, which still those teams, that team is not to be trifled with. And if we're, you know, going based off of assumptions from the beginning of the show, they're going to be newly, newly paired teammates. There together. you go. So that, that is a, a which, high possibility as well. Which could help Gannon. Just Another like built-in with, teammate. Yep. Yeah, built-in caddy situation. Absolutely. So with Paul... Paul's team, we have Paul, Cal- Calvin, Chris, Dickerson, Isaac Robinson, Kevin Jones, Joel Freeman. This is where it gets rough. And mostly, and I don't want to spew hatred, but it, Joel Freeman on this team really throws everything off for me. Yeah, he's, like like you said, it's not like hate or anything. It's really just like one of the biggest things I think that anybody can pick up on that knows about disc golf is like he doesn't have like the greatest chemistry amongst other players yes he tends to rub people a little bit the wrong way when it comes to how he plays or how he approaches the rule book or whatever the case may be so i agree that him he's kind of like the odd man out when it comes to the chemistry situation on paul's team which concerns me overall Mm -hmm. for just how the entire weekend is going to go for them. I agree. Um, But I do think not just because they're teammates, but it makes the most sense because Isaac doesn't have a forehand and Kevin bombs forehands that Isaac Robinson and Kevin Jones are a team. I agree. And I'm going to follow this up by just kind of like teammate situation as well. Honestly, if I had to just spew it out of my brain right now of what I think is the most probable, it's going to be teammate with teammate. It's going to be Calvin Heimberg with Joel Freeman because, in my opinion, Calvin Heimberg gets along with everybody. Uh, you're, we're, yeah, we're directly on the same line like of thinking. He, he gets along with everybody, so I don't think it's going to be a problem when it comes to Joel Freeman. They're teammates, so they have some familiarity with each other, so they can kind, you know, get along, you know, kind of like uh, agree to disagree type of situation right. if it ever needed to come to that. And Calvin Heimberg's such like the coolest cucumber that he's not going to care. Yeah. Um, I think that Paul Macbeth and Chris Dickerson, even in some of like the off season vlog stuff, you can tell that they yep. developed kind of like an, an off season friendship a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I agree with you as well that Isaac Robinson is uh, the James Conrad of prodigy. So yeah. Um, and Kevin Jones has one of the best forehands I have think I've ever seen. Um, so I would have to agree with you and I think it'll be teammate with teammate for team Paul. Now, we think comes out on top between the teams. This is where it gets rough because you do have, can we, we'll put it this way. I think if you're looking at standings, team Paul has more players that ended higher in the DGPT standings last year, Yes, which means they played more consistently, which this is, straight up disc golf not skills competition it is doubles but consistency is always key you have okay this is where it gets rough if you were to pair isaac robinson and kevin jones against james conrad and 
what we had of Simon Lazat. No, we had James Conrad and Matt Orem. With, uh, Ricky Wysocki. With Ricky Wysocki. Ooh, okay. They come out on top. I'm taking Ricky Wysocki and James Conrad because Ricky Wysocki has as far of a forehand but more accurate yeah. of a forehand than Kevin Jones does. And I think that James Conrad has just a little bit more high level, like, in the spotlight experience and, almost. And we don't know if that's what, how it's going to play out. No, not at all. Know, but that but would be my, that would be my pick is that Ricky yeah. Wysocki and, and James Conrad would take now, Kevin Jones and Isaac Robinson. If you put Gannon Burr and Kyle Klein up against Paul and Chris Dickerson. I think I'm taking the team, the young guns, bro. Really? Only because... Only because oh, Gannon Burr got a taste last year, bro. Gannon Burr got a taste last year of winning USDGC. But he'd literally only be, probably be able to play with his disc for two days before the event. Mind you, this is this is this weekend. He, he just announced that he's leaving Prodigy. He hasn't even announced where he's going yet. You know, the first, you know, the one thing that just popped in my head that kind of like makes me change my mind. Uh huh. Chris Dickerson's roller. Chris Dickerson has a nasty roller. One of the nastiest rollers I've ever seen. Nastiest roller. Quick break to educate. A roller, for everybody that's listening, is where you put your disc on a very heavy outward angle throwing almost downward into the ground, getting your disc to catch and roll forward and use the momentum of the spin to continue to push forward for you. So it is a very minimal flight in the air. And it's in a lot of cases, especially at the professional level, it's going to get you as much distance or more so, especially if in those Michigan wood courses. Anyway, that was our break to educate back to our all-star weekend predictions. For for the uh, for time's sake, I'm just going to tell you I think Team Paul has the stronger teams. I would disagree because the only one that I'm going to well hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. If we're talking about pairs though, and granted for time for time, if we're talking about pairs though, I think the only pairing that Team Paul has a like a heavy advantage with is Paul and Chris Dickerson. If they go that way, yeah. If they went that way. If we are going based off of how we think that these pairings are going to go, I think Ricky and Conrad and Matty O and Lazat are going to outplay Kevin Jones, Isaac Robinson, Joel Freeman, and Calvin Heimberg. That's the reason why I disagree. Not And because I'm picking Paul McBeth to win that matchup, you right. cannot say that I'm choosing just Team but Ricky. You, but you think Team Ricky's going to win out overall? Because If we're basing it off of our matchups that we're talking about, yes. Right. Yes. That's why it's hard because we don't know the matchups. Right. I wish we knew. Right. If, we, if we're just purely skeptical here, now, I would pick Team Ricky. Do we, is the captain picking the matchups? I'm not 100% sure. So I was trying to look because I can actually look and find the like the matchups for last year um, right and granted like we're a year off of it but i'm just trying to determine because if the if they are i so i'm gonna put this 
Who do you think of the captains is more strategic with their planning of teams? I think teams? they're equal, bro. Really? Yeah, because, you. I mean, that's kind of what sets Ricky and Paul apart, isn't it? Is they both have that just, like, super analytic dog mentality yeah. where it's just like, cool, we're going to block out everything and just go to murder everybody. Here's what I'll do. I'll give you Team Ricky for the doubles if you give me Team Paul for the singles rounds. I could probably, I would actually agree with that. Okay. Because the reason why I agree with my doubles pairings is because if they get paired based off of how we think they're going to get paired, right. we're basing that because they're going to play well off of each other. Yeah. Um, if we're purely basing it on singles performance, you, I think you got to go with the people that finished the most highest up in the standings. Well, that and every single person on Paul Macbeth's roster has been with their company for a year or more. Two people on yeah. Ricky's team are thrown with new plastic. You're, you're right. Yeah. So that's why I would agree. Not only just like to have the give and take type relationship we have here, Luke. Right. But <laughs> because I firmly agree that if singles performance, that team Paul is going to take the singles competition. All right. So, so what does that put us overall? Who wins the event? I think Team Ricky comes out on top. Team Ricky would come out on top because they would be taking the skills competition as well as the doubles competition. And we got to do singles for FPO real quick. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, team Katrina's team is just the more consistent, better team, in my opinion. I would agree. It has the it has the pedigree. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. The team Katrina's team has the pedigree to take the dub, I think. So that still I think leaves a tie in between Team Owen and Team Team Allen at the moment. Yeah. I'm not sure what they would do in that situation, honestly. I don't know either. It it probably this comes down to who shape. did better what and where and all that kind of Percentages. stuff. Percentages. Yeah. Um Want to venture a guess? I think Team Katrina comes out on top overall. I would agree, just because of the pedigree. All right, so there you have it. The official. It's official. This is good. Now, mind you, you saw how good we did during a draft where anything could have happened. Yeah, buddy. We're only one off. So if our analytical, scientific expert brains are correct about this, that means that Team Ricky is going to come out on top of the the whole all-star event itself, and so will Team Katrina. So write it down, make your picks, uh, fill out brackets, whatever you need to do. That is in the books. We move on. Should we move on or should we just end it right here? Well, let's, you know, let's hit on a few topics of the week. That yeah, happened. a few topics of the week. A few topics of the week. Let's see what we got here. We got here. We got here. We got here. Sorry. Um, Eagle, big Eagle. shout out to Eagle McMahon taking down the challenge at Go Hill. Um, I've watched the first two rounds of that. Kudos to him. Yeah, like, I, he absolutely. didn't throw a single forehand, I don't think, and didn't look like he had lost a step. The elbow looks good. That new protein full diet he's on. Yeah, right. He's no longer a um, you know vegan. Vegan. No hate to all my vegans out there. Like I appreciate what you're trying to do for the planet, but there are just some people in Eagle's case that just require meat 
especially if you're an athlete trying to recover. Absolutely. So shout out to him. He looks super great. Uh, um, congratulations to Nate Doss and uh, Valerie Jenkins on the announcement of their baby. Yep. Super that's, kudos that's to them. Super congratulations. Cool. Congratulations. Uh, Paul won a an event down in Mexico. I don't have the name. It was it, it was a weird weird name. I can actually look it up real quick. But I mean, he won by I think three strokes but it wasn't like a very uh a hard hard track so you weren't going to get a too many points on people anyway too many strokes but uh, another side note from go hill that i had kind of picked on through the first two rounds if luke sampson can figure out how to putt bro yeah the entire tour beast. is in for a huge surprise yeah. bro because the only thing that i saw wrong and that ate that dude alive at goat hill was putting like we're talking he'd be did he switch is he still on team he's not, he's with castaplast yeah yeah throwing ricos ricos yep um so if he can get the putting together he's gonna be a menace in the the mpo division for sure right so the event in Mexico was called the Alberto de la Baja 2023. I like the accent. And you got to say it that way so it sounds official because I don't want to go the Alberto de la Baja. Uh, he actually won by six strokes, but there was only nine people in the field and he won 245 bucks. But it was, at, I think it was at the course he designed down there. So he, he kind of uh, yeah. had to. A little bit of like publicity type yeah. stuff. Yeah, but, for sure. That brings me into the topic, just a quick topic of the emergence of Mexico in the disc golf scene, because Kevin Jones was down there not too long ago playing a tournament too. They're popping up. They're popping they up. So, I mean, they have beautiful, like just beautiful areas down yeah. there where courses have the potential to just start popping up and it's warm. So, yeah. you know, not like here in Michigan, it's you play all year round for most of the time down there. So, right. All right. Well, anything else? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we're good, too. I think that's it. Burp, burp, burp. Burp, burp, burp. So uh, thank you for everybody listening. Remember to go to uh, hit us up on all our socials at C1 in the morning on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook.com slash C1 in the morning. Check out the speak pipe. Leave us messages. We'll play them right, quote unquote, live on the air. Uh, ask us questions. Talk to us. Tell us that you hated our picks. Tell us you loved our picks. Whatever you want, it's your opportunity to talk to us. And the YouTube is live, so you can go, yep. um, you know, add a, add a like, add a follow on the YouTube yeah, go page. Go pre-subscribe. Exactly. Pre-subscribe and, and get ready for those vlog videos. And we will be having one soon for our putting putt videos. Release, yeah, putt release. It's going to be a good time. We have a uh, putt league coming up um, this week and next week. So, uh it's going to get interesting. And the weather's getting better here, so we can actually get out and start filming more rounds. That first round of 2023 came just uh, this this last week for me. Too busy. I was too it busy. It was quite gorgeous outside. Zero T-pad visibility because it was covered in about an inch and a half of ice, but it was a gorgeous 42 degrees here in Michigan, so we were out slinging plastic. One last thing. I won 125 bucks on the Super Bowl, so I was oh, pretty stoked about that sick. on a $5 bet. Sick. Pretty stoked about that, but... Yeah. Thank you for listening. As always. Uh, thank you for waking up. We'd see one in the morning. It's been a pleasure. All right. All right.